Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. Stank, Stank, Stank. Genius billionaire playboy from the You Stank, you Stank. I am Iron Man. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to Stark or Stank. My name is Aaron, and I'm here with Josh. Hello. And this week is a very special double feature episode. We are talking about Werewolf by Night and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah, the plan was originally to kind of have this right in the middle of between Halloween and Christmas. Yes. And we are technically still in that time frame. Yes. We're we've, not right in the middle. It's after Halloween. It's before Christmas. We've done it. Yes. Yep. We've we've <laughs> we've stuck to a goal, like the, a timeline that we set. Mm-hmm. We've stuck to our appointments. We did it. Uh, so- We're good at our jobs. Are we? We're okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Could be better. Let's face it. Yeah, yeah that's putting it lightly. <laughs> uh, yes, this week we are talking about uh, those two things. You know, the shorter the ones. TV specials. The TV specials, and uh, you know they're shorter, so we figured why not cram them into one episode and just really just get them in there. Just, just, just cram them get right deep. into the same amount of time we give to other things, and um, yeah. So we're going to start with Werewolf by Night, if in case you can't tell by the background, and uh, let's get us. We'll start with some. Well, Josh doesn't know; he can't see. But I'm blind. The people at home glasses are off for show. (laughs) They don't let you see things that aren't directly in front of you. You can't Mm. see into the future. Fuck no. No. Ah, what a shame. No, I wish I could have told us that we weren't going to get this done like two months ago. <laughs> God damn it, Josh. Get some magical glasses already. Even my hindsight's pretty fucked, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's start with some trivia for Werewolf by Night. Uh, this is the TV. Please, s- <laughs> this is a very special distinction. This is the TV special di- directorial debut of Academy Award winning composer Michael Giacchino. Uh, Giacchino Mm -hmm. had previously written the scores for Doctor Strange and John Watts directed Spider-Man trilogy for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and was a co-composer on last time's movie, Thor Love and Thunder. Um, He's also directed a Star Trek episode at some point and... Yeah, but who hasn't? Something else. Even Tarantino started work on something and then... And then they were like, Left. Tarantino, that's a few too many feet. <laughs> and then he got mad and left. He just stormed out. <laughs> These are professional space people. They need to be wearing shoes. You can't just have the joy- bare feet at all the times. <laughs> I was going to say, um, what what edition of Star Trek was it? It was going to be his own thing, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because um, I was going to say they were going to get... Um, Jordy Forge to say some questionable things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably. That he was going to write into the script <laughs> probably. a lot. <laughs> probably. Um, I know it was going to be, it was going to have naughty words, but he was like, he, it, oh. he, his thing is that he wa- he's he's going to do 10 movies and he's going to quit 
and he didn't want Star Trek to be his last movie. So that cracks me up because, like, Quentin, that's a that's a rule that you made up. You could just exactly. not do that. <laughs> you could make more if you want to. No, no, no. I'm only going to make ten. All right. Now he's really holding out for that MCU movie. That's it. That'll uh, be the tenth one. I'm going out on a high. <clears throat> This is the first Marvel Studios project to be given an MA15 classification in Australia. It's very specific IMDb trivia. Yeah. They could have put yeah, like that is. TVMA for America, but no, no. MA15 classification in Australia. Yep. Well, they got to know. Uh, Australians, they rule the world. Uh, that's it. Uh, you can't beat us. We're the best around. Suck shit, Josh. I'm going to keep you down. Um, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> upon her arrival, Elsa and her stepmother, Verusa? Is that what it is? Is it spelled with an S or a C? It's S. It's two S's. Uh, yeah, I guess it would be Verusa. Mm. I, I highly doubt it's Verusa. <laughs> I know. I'll just double check it. Um,. Have a conversation in a hallway where monsters are depicted on murals in the background. Among them uh, is one that resembles the comic book appearance of Gore the God Butcher, the most recent villain of Thor, Love and Thunder. He's right there. Yeah, and that like looked like an actual uh, panel from the comics, right? Yes. With the gods hanging from like meat hooks. Yeah. Uh, Great. And uh, while this is the first on-screen appearance of Ted Salas slash Man-Thing in the MCU... He was previously mentioned in dialogue by Maria Hill in an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and a sculpture of his face was carved into Grandmaster's Palace as seen in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah! Oh, that's that's one of my favourite dumb things, is the faces on Grandmaster's yeah. uh, arena. That's so good. He also had a very uh, bad look budget talk about movie made Shield. a while ago. Quite a while ago. Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, are you a... Uh, a comic book swamp monster if you haven't had a very bad low-budget movie made about you. It's true. Probably not. Well, doesn't fucking Swamp Thing have a current TV show? I don't know if it's current, but he, there is a TV show. I don't know if it's still going Some, or not. Somewhat modern. <coughs> yes. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Cur- current may not have been the right word, but somewhat modern. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is my favorite piece of trivia. In the comics, the character of Elsa Bloodstone has similarities to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, though it should be noted her her creators, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, state they never watched a whole episode. Coincidentally, Laura Donnelly, who plays Elsa, recently starred in The Nevers, Joss Whedon's most recent TV show. So, there you go. Huh. Full circle. That seems weird that they've never sat through a whole episode of Buffy. Well, I, so I read that. I mean, and neither have I, I, but like. I read that, and then I also looked up more recent stuff about them. And they, mm-hmm. they said, they said like, at the time they were writing, they weren't, they didn't, hadn't watched a whole episode. Right. They've probably seen one by now. Surely. Surely. <laughs> people are just like, hey, is this character like a Buffy type? And they're just like, oh, people are saying this a lot. We should probably maybe. <laughs> Maybe watch that just to make sure. <laughs> right. Make sure we're not doing an act- accidental plagiarism. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're, I mean, similar in that they're like, you know, hunters of monsters, but like. Yeah, young lady uh, monster hunters who are 
relatively contemporary, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't think Elsa's is a teen. That's the different. that's the difference. Exactly. Now we shall. Well, uh, how do you feel about that? You like this thing or what? I really fucking like Werewolf by Night. Yeah, I, I have since the first time I saw it. It's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, how much color was in the one you watched this time? Um, you know, there was some color. Yep. Mostly black and white, but there was yeah. some color. At the end, there's some color. As God intended. <laughs> As God intended. Uh, I'm not watching that colored version ever in my entire life. Just fuck that. Maybe maybe rethink your choice of words. Nope. Sticking with what I said. Nope. We should stick with not that. Making- okay. <laughs> nope. I'll get the ukulele for the apology. <laughs> Thank you so on. much. Uh, the uh, uh, yeah, I like this thing. It's really cool, and uh, as you know, I like a series would have been good. Yeah, yeah. Although the the thing with the series is you give them a lot of time to faff about. Sure. Uh, this is this is brisk. This mm-hmm. is tight. Yeah. I, I I have some things to say about the structure and how mm-hmm. it works, but right. I feel like you, you could have had some unnecessary padding in a series. And, you know, we mostly go without that here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We go without a lot of things here, honestly. Sure. The Bloodstone family has been fighting monsters for years using the powerful weapon, the Bloodstone, conveniently <laughs> called the same thing. Did they name it that when they found it? Or was it that that they got their name from? I don't know. I don't know enough about the Bloodstones to answer this question. Ulysses. I should, well, actually, I, I feel like I should, and I'm pretty sure comic book Ulysses was a caveman who got the Bloodstone and it gave him, like, immortality. Okay. And then eventually he just aged into being a normal dude in the modern day, mm-hmm. or semi-modern day. Right. That still doesn't answer yeah. the question of whether he got the name. I guess he got the name from the I Bloodstone. I mean, if he was a caveman, I imagine he... Create. No, no, he was named Grog but Bloodstone. Th- but then, if he, I feel like that's he's named the stone after his name. Then, <laughs> do you think his name was Grog Bloodstone? I mean, at some. P- anyway, <laughs> it's a very specific last name. Don't we? I think it's important. No, you're right. We should move on. <laughs> Ulysses Bloodstone has died, and it is it is his funeral. Uh, Jack Russell arrives, which is a great name. Jack Russell arrives at Bloodstone Temple for a challenge among monster hunters to gain possession of the Bloodstone. Russell walks around looking at fellow hunters, Leon, Az- Azarol, and Barasso. I got yep. all those right. He then meets Joshua Joven. I feel like that needs to be like a silent J. I mean, possibly. The thing about these hunters is that none of their names are said in the course of the actual film. Like, maybe no. one of them does. Yeah. I'm not even sure. Wait, does Jack get his name said at any point? I he, uh, Jack, he's Jack, yes, but not Jack. But Russell. not Jack Russell, because that would be silly. <laughs> and you would have heard people laughing at it. <laughs> And I don't think that ever happened. But yeah, I think the only characters who really get named are Elsa and Jack, just yep. Jack. Yeah. And uh, Ted. Yes. 
Um, he then meets Joshua Yeovan, who compliments Russell's face paint. Ulysses' daughter, Elsa Bloodstone, arrives. Verusa Bloodstone- I wasn't ready for the double J. <laughs> <laughs> Verusa Bloodstone greets her and condescends her for not continuing the monster hunting tradition. Verusa greeted everyone and had the butler, Billy Swan, open the casket to reveal a puppeteered Ulysses, explaining that the others would have to defeat a monster in order to obtain the bloodstone. The bloodstone will be attached to the monster, which will weaken it. Barrasso claims that Elsa doesn't belong there, but Verusa explains that she will have no special treatment. So I, uh, I posed a question to you months ago when we first watched this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if you've thought about it any more since. We'll see. But um, I love Ulysses' whole deal of dying and then spending what I have to imagine <laughs> is an exorbitant amount of money to get his jank-ass zombie body turned into a fucking animatronic. Mm-hmm. Um, in the unlikely event of your death, if ah. you had all of the money in the world to spend on dumb bullshit, mm-hmm. what would you do? Like, what outlandish... Funerary right? Would you do for yourself? I have no idea. I have. I really. Yeah. You, I do remember you asking me about this, and I have no idea. The, okay. The what? What would you do? I've had one lined up for a while, okay. and uh, like I've had this for years before uh-huh. Werewolf by Night came. Yeah. Out. Um, if I had the the money and the means, I'd get myself cremated. Uh huh. And then I would get myself my ashes put into either a gemstone. Uh-huh. Which is a thing that you can you can do, or I'd get it forged into an axe. Okay. Uh, alternatively, if you can only do the gemstone thing, you can't forge a thing out of axe because mm-hmm. uh, out of ashes because that would fuck up the axe. I need it to be right. a usable axe, right? For reasons. Um, basically, my theory is that if I if my remains get put into a weapon, I can become like a cursed axe. Fuck yeah! And that sounds uh, cool. Like either haunt someone, or uh-huh. at the very least. If I if I die before my significant other, I can be buried alongside them, and then uh-huh. tomb raiders from years and years down the line can steal me, and I can haunt their asses. Hell yeah, that does sound cool, right? Yeah, better that's than being cool. just buried as a normal dude in a suit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So essentially, you just want to haunt Look people. That's I'd love to haunt people. <laughs> Gives me something to do. You know, I'm a real people person. Fair enough. Uh, this, I gotta say, this synopsis is pretty detailed for you know a how long this thing is. Thing, but well, yeah, they got all the names of the hunters. I know, it's fucking wild. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, this is uh, a neat opening scene, introducing, setting up the thing, and then obviously fucking it's Ulysses so with his animatronic. And he's got like death puns. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's the fucking crypt keeper. He is, yeah. He's so stupid and I fucking love it. It's very good. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's, so, it's like a jank ass animatronic. It's not even like good. Uh huh. Oh, fuck. Which really adds to the. It. The fear, the style of this movie. It's like it's going the for that fear. <laughs> yeah, it's going for that uh, grindhouse sort of style of movie. That, yeah, somewhere between grindhouse and like the Universal, right? Yes. fucking or Hammer horror yeah. movies. 
we get we get some cigarette burns in the corners and mm-hmm. yeah. I do love some cigarette burns. Same on my movies. Yeah, not on not anywhere else. The challenge yeah. soon commences with Russell leading the way into the maze. Russell and Elsa run into each other, but Russell wants no conflict and suggests to pass each other. Jovan, which is what I'm going with from now on, then charges at them, throwing Elsa into a wall. Elsa takes him down and escapes. She uses an axe as a weapon while she slowly makes her way into another room. Leon emerges from behind a door and tries to shoot her with her wrist arrows. Elsa slices his arm off with her axe and then rids him of Leon's weapon before using it against him to shoot him in the throat. <laughs> Jovan then walks in, so Elsa hides in a ditch, covering the dying Leon's mouth. Jovan suspe- suspects nothing, but takes the axe lying on the ground. Um, you, you say Joshua Jovan, but that's the Scottish guy. I honestly couldn't tell who it was just by the names. Right. Um, but he's, he's the Scottish guy, so I have to assume that is actually Joshua Joven. Yeah, probably. I'm going to stick that with Joven. It's fun. Joshua. Joshua Joven. Uh, yeah, we get our first little bit of violence here, and it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Sh- shoots him right in the fucking jaw. <laughs> he, gets, he gets it rough. <laughs> um, yeah, it's cool. I, I like the fights in this. They're, they're short, snappy. Yeah. To the point that goes in the jugular. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I don't like Jovan's axe. <laughs> it's fucking weird looking. Yeah. Nah, whatever. It's an axe. As an aficionado on axes, and, mm-hmm. and I'd like to be an axe in a. Would you like life. to be that axe? But no. God, no. No, absolutely not. Uh, I have nothing to add to this. It's a, they're running and they're fighting. Yep. Russell makes his way to the monster man thing. Russell is glad to see his friend and plans on helping him escape, which was his reason for attending. Azarul then finds them. So Russell runs away into a room and, sh- and closes the door. Elsa, who was inside, tells him not to close it, but Russell doesn't hear. When he closes the door, he realizes it is locked. Russell reveals his plan to her. They talk for a while in the room, which is an indoor graveyard. Elsa suddenly remembers that her aunt hid a key in her grave conveniently, believing she would be resurrected and would need a way out of the room. Elsa finds the key and they break out. I believe the term they're looking for is mausoleum. Yes. No, no, no. It's an indoor cemetery or whatever they fucking said. Indoor graveyard? (laughs) Indoor graveyard. It's not a yard. Facade is... (laughs) Uh, yeah, right. This is a very detailed synopsis, despite that just being like a 30 second thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Hey, that's a nice little twisty twist that Jack isn't actually a hunter here to claim the prize. He's just here to see his buddy. Yeah, uh, it's cool. Him. And uh, yeah, it's I like man, man. I like the design for man thing. In this. I've heard you do like a man thing. I do like a man thing. And uh, this is a this is a cool is- man thing. It's a good man thing. Yeah. Uh, and I know man things. Apparently. Um, we all we all kind of knew that man thing was going to be there, though. It was in, like, yes. half a second of the trailer. Yeah. We were, we were waiting for him to show up. And there he is. Hoping. Praying. Um, man thing heard our prayers. And he was like, yeah, I guess I'll show up. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll, I'll just... In his weird tree elephant... I'll add language it to my diary, I guess. And uh, yeah, he 
If I'm there, I'm there, okay? I'm not promising anything. I might be there. Elsa goes... You know what? I'll hmm? take it. Elsa goes to free man thing while Russell blows a hole in the wall for him to escape. Russell tells her to call him Ted, so he trusts her. He then asks how to turn on the explosive, but accidentally does just that, causing them to need to rush. Elsa makes it to Man-Thing and finds Yovin as well. Man-Thing incinerates Yovin, but trusts Elsa when she explains she is with Russell. Meanwhile, Russell tries to attach the explosive to the wall, but has trouble getting it to stick. He finally does so, just as Man-Thing charges through the wall, escaping, but not before Elsa gets the bloodstone off of Man-Thing. Russell reaches for the bloodstone, which throws him back and incapacitates him. Verusa arrives and realizes Russell is a monster as well. She locks up Russell and Elsa for helping a monster despite her knowing he was. Then I went to the thing and then did this and then also this happened and then etc. And then yeah, some- look, look, synopsis writers aren't. I assume fandom's not paying anyone because I wouldn't pay for this, <laughs> but also fandom is terrible. Um, <laughs> It, it very is. It really is just a very poorly written synopsis. Uh, it's weird that they spent so long on, like Jack runs into them all into the indoor graveyard, <laughs> and uh, Elsa tells him not to close the door. But they skim over the part where they actually like talk, and he explains what he's doing there. Right. They just go. Jack finds Man Thing. Oh, no, Elsa finds Man-Thing, Jack blows a hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, we're just here now. But I guess that is what happens. That is what happens, definitely. And then they did this. And then they did this. Uh, yep, this is all good. I really, like, this is really, it's because it's so short and because it is a lot of, there's not a whole lot of, um, that's the word I'm looking for. Not a huge amount of exposition. Exposition, not a huge yeah. Of dialogue. Yeah. It's not a very dialogue heavy thing. Um, so it's-, it's it's brisk and we've got a lot of action. We're moving yeah. at a fucking pace here, mate. Yeah. I like how expressive uh, Man Thing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he kind of goes up to Elsa with the intent to hurt her, presumably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when she like calls him Ted, he, he's, everything just like drops. Yeah, and you see his like big round eyes. He's very cute in oh, a oh, horrible we, swamp we, monster way. We do get a, a throwback to uh, Avengers when Hulk's chasing Black Widow, uh, with Man Thing chasing Elsa down a tight corridor. Yep. Yep. Um. Yep. This is all fun. The uh, the only part of this that I thought maybe I should have watched this in color was uh, the bit where uh, Jovan gets fucking incinerated. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I wonder what that looks like with color. And yeah. then I stopped thinking about the color ever again. <laughs> the only time I... Uh, so I, I have looked at the color version one time, and that was just to see what happens at the end. when mm-hmm. Just to know, see if there was an inversion? Yes, if, if the color went to black and white or something. No. Nah. It's or just, if literally anything happened. Yeah, if anything happened, no, it just stays in color. It loses all effect of that ending. It's just, it's- yeah, it's kind of yeah. I wonder if anyone was actually asking for that. I don't know. I don't know who would. I'm Monsters. Sure, I'm sure there's some kids that are like, I don't want to watch black and white. Where's all the color? I can grow up. 
Listen, kid. Listen, you little kid. I played Master System version of Sonic the Hedgehog in black and white back in the day. That was some good shit. Yeah, you did. I wasn't there going, where's the color? No. You need color. Back in my day, we hadn't even invented colors. (laughs) Everything was black and white. You got white. Maybe you got gray, if you were lucky. If you were really lucky, you got more like a green and a dark green. Exactly. That's all you needed. You didn't need the rest rest of them. Monochrome, baby. And then they had to go and invent all the rest of them. You heard it here first. Aaron hates colors. Now there's another color. You heard about this purple (laughs) thing? Ugh, God. What? Purple. 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 That can't be the name of a color. Indigo? Ugh. Indigo home? Exactly. What a fucking loser color. Russell wakes up in a cage and apologizes to Elsa, who is with him. Russell explains that he is a werewolf and the next full moon is in five days. However, the bloodstone can turn him into a werewolf where he becomes uncontrollable. Russell profusely smells Elsa and explains that hopefully he will remember her in his werewolf form. Verusa then walks in and uses the bloodstone and a Latin spell to turn him into a werewolf so he could kill Elsa. Verusa taunts Russell through the cage and he grabs her. She screams and is saved when her guards attack Russell. They back off only to find that Russell has escaped. Um, this is good stuff, uh, the whole lead up to it. And then the, obviously the transformation where it's like the shadow on the wall and yeah. like, it's all like Elsa's face and she's like, oh, it's like that. That's really fucking cool. It's a really good way to do it. Yeah, the other way is just like, don't break eye contact. You got to be looking at me. Yep. That whole shot as it pans in on her face is very, mm-hmm. very good. The As you said, the transformation in silhouette is fucking phenomenal. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, is Verusa saved? Does nothing happen to her hand? She gets pulled in, but does she walk away with her hand? I think so. I think later on when she shows- I always forget her. to look. I know she's holding the bloodstone later. Mm-hmm. But she clearly has at least one hand. I think she anyway, has both hands. Uh, I think she she just, seems to be having a bad time. I think her arm gets fucked up, but she still got it. Most of it. That's I do like that in all the confusion, uh, Jack, like, breaks out of the cage and no one thinks to look for that. Or no one <laughs> seems to notice. Right. I guess they're all shooting. They're all preoccupied. Yeah, they're busy. They got other things on their mind. Yeah. Also, yeah, uh, he really smells that lady. <laughs> he does, yeah. She's just like, I guess. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> At first, and she's like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah sure. Go for it. Keep sniffing. Yes, go for gold. Here, look, look. Right here. Sniff here. This is where all the pheromones are. Okay. I can't see your camera, so I can only assume what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Plays great for radio. <laughs> Wasn't my armpit. Yeah, no, I figured it wouldn't be. Russell rampages through the guards and bites Barrasso's ear off. He then goes into a room and kills all of the guards, flipping and rolling around them. The door then closes (laughs) and... Wait, the door then closes and her tries to claw his way out. I think that's just a typo. That sure is. (laughs) Marissa takes the bloodstone and blasts Russell back. Meanwhile... 
Elsa escapes and fights Barrasso, slicing his neck. She then fights Azeril before slicing her neck as well and striking her skull with a sword. Elsa then shoots a rope at Verusa and pulls her away from Russell. She then grabs the bloodstone. She approaches Russell, hoping he will recognize her. Russell jumps on top of Elsa, but does in fact recognize her. He calms down and runs away. (sighs) Yeah, so the uh, action scene that was summarized as flipping and rolling around. Mm -hmm. I really like that little corridor scene as the door is closing and the lights getting dimmer. And Mm -hmm. there's some blood splatter on the camera. That's fun. Yeah. We all know um, I love hey, uh, Wana, really and it's a, it's a Wana that's also uh, lots of blood on the walls and stuff. Very cool. A violent Wana. Mm-hmm. Violent Wana is the best is, Wana. Is my new, uh, is my new ska band, Violent oh, Wana. Wow, that's good. I'll, I'll be there your first show. Going to skank it up. <laughs> I've never skanked so hard in my life. I'm ready. I don't buy that. <laughs> I think you have. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm going to skank super hard. <laughs> you don't even know. Um, the Bloodstone sure can do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It just, it just it's yeah, a really I mean, convenient it's, thing to have. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the perfect- as far as As far as plot devices go, look, we've got a fucking 50-minute timer on this or something. Yeah. If that, we gotta, we got to get shit done. We have this magic stone. It can do everything. Mm-hmm. It simultaneously makes monsters weaker it also makes monsters stronger because it transforms jack despite it not being a, a full moon and also it can do this blast thing <laughs> Hell if I know what it does. so many uses thanos didn't want it though. also got a knife um verusa then yells at elsa for letting russell leave verusa vows to kill her stepdaughter but man thing returns only to incinerate verusa Elsa tells him yeah. that Russell left. Swan vows allegiance to Elsa, and she tells him to clean everything up. Elsa then sits down in her chair, holding the bloodstone. In the morning, Russell wakes up in human form to the sound of Over the Rainbow playing on a phonograph. He finds Man-Thing playing solitaire and sits with him to drink coffee. The end. Um, Man-Thing just showing up to save the day mm-hmm. randomly is the fucking best. Yeah. Uh, and he does it so violently. Nelson's just like, oh, yeah, he's gone. <laughs> Ted's just like, okay, off I go. <laughs> he's got this great lumbering walk. Everything that mm. is, like, animated about Man-Thing is fucking perfect. Yeah. Better than that running King Kong, uh, running Godzilla, I mean. That's sure is fucking goofy. God, that was weird. <laughs> it sure fucking does. Um, I wasn't expecting... Uh, Wizard of Oz reference? No. But it's uh it's it's neat. It's a neat thing that happens. It's, 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 it's done well. It makes sense with the you know the classes up the joint a bit. Color, I guess. Um Yeah. Going from black and white to color. Yep. Um So yeah, again, in the colored version that makes even less sense then. Stop saying colored. It is what do you want me to say? <laughs> Colorized? <laughs> I don't know. It's got slightly less. I'm referring to a movie. Yeah, you I know. know. I'm aware. Well, no, it's a, not a movie. Look, all I can say is that I didn't know you weren't a fan of coloreds. 
And that's on you, frankly. <laughs> Coloured versions. God. <laughs> mm, better. <laughs> Not by enough. <laughs> um, I'm just making sure uh, I add Love and Thunder to my list here. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you do that. Um, I like the uh, dynamic between Ted and Jack. Despite Ted being completely incomprehensible, you kind of you, you know what he's saying because Jack has one of those like sort of one-sided phone conversations with him, I guess. Yep. Where he kind of like half repeats what he's being said to him. Uh, yeah, I like them. I want to see more of them. I want to see more of every named and established character in this. Uh, absolutely. That's well, uh, the the thing we've been talking about for the last few episodes is like they've set all this stuff up and we don't know where it's going will it happen again will Mm. we see any of these characters is this of any consequence and like honestly if it's not at least we got this and it was kind of cool yeah but i'd love to see more i mean there's no reason some of these characters can't show up with uh, blade or something uh sure any any midnight sun's movie do it exactly do it <clears throat> Look, not to sound entitled or anything, but I am owed a Midnight Suns movie. Oh yeah, that's right. They owe you for some they reason. Uh, they wouldn't be as successful as they are w- without me, specifically. That's it. You're you know, the whole I, MCU I hear one. that I was the one who talked uh, Robert Downey Jr. into taking that role as Iron Man. Yeah, you were his agent at the time. Yeah, when yeah. I was. 2014? <laughs> I want to say 14. Okay. Well, there you go. You, uh, 16. You, this is how you became so rich and famous. Is you started young. That's me. Robert Daddy Jr., his role in Iron Man, and now you're just like finding all the stars. You're, you're responsible for Timothy Chalamet and Wonka. Oh, hang on. Where's my gun? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. My gun. The movie's reviewed reviewed pretty well. I, I do like when movies review well. <laughs> it's reviewed well, uh, and uh, I, I I saw some at work. He's not bad. Okay, well he, he sings. I've already seen one bad Willy Wonka movie. I'm good. It's better than that. I would fucking hope so. I could make something that's better than that. I and promise I you it's better. I don't know how to make movies. I, d- I didn't like the look of any of those trailers in the lead up to the release of that movie. I'm going to say right now. I've not I've not seen a trailer, so. I've come around. I actually have no expectations. To it. it looks fine. Okay. Well, good for it, I suppose. Good for it. Now, let and us talk about what we did and did not like about Werewolf by Night. In our stocks and our stanks. Uh, I don't know who went first. Me? Uh, well, I think... I, I want to say... Um, I want to say you. that you... I'm trying to think if it was you or me who placed Love and Thunder first last time. I feel like it was me. Which would mean that it's... Was it me? I feel like it was me that put Love and Thunder... Uh, 
Could, no, it would have been you because I was I was really uh, excited to see where you were going to put it. Oh yeah. Um. So that would mean it's your turn to do stocks and snakes, and my turn to place. Okay. So here we go. My first stock. Um. I love the commitment to the the style, the black and white, the sort of grungy, grimy feel of it, and uh, the the bad animatronics, uh, which are always fun. I love a bad mm-hmm. animatronic, like a purposely bad animatronic, not like one that's yeah. supposed to be good and that turns out bad. Like one, yeah, it's good. I don't know. Those ones can be good in their own special way, but it really takes a special kind of bad. But no, I, I agree mm-hmm. uh, on that front entirely. Fantastic. What's your first stock? Uh, similarly, the, the classic like universal horror aesthetic and also the grindhouse feel is really good. The commitment to the bit is uh, why I'm here, and it does yep. it really well. Yeah. Um, really like the look of Jack when he's in his werewolf form. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people have wanted something a bit more like canine, a bit more Van Helsing, like Hugh Jackman Van Helsing, I guess. Yeah. And I'm like, no. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> don't, a- I don't want a wolf fucking wolf guy. Right, I yeah. Want wolf man. He, he's a werewolf. It's right there. Yeah. I, I want like classic Universal Wolfman. I yeah, exactly. don't want Van Helsing Werewolf. Yeah, well, the style they're going for and everything too. Like you, you want that's the style you want. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And it's also like not. Um, what's J. Jonah Jameson's uh, son in the comics? Oh, um, John Jameson. John. Yeah. What's his fucking like? character or what's his alter ego because that's the thing i'm trying to think of i don't know <laughs> uh, i think it's like star god or man wolf oh Ma- it's man wolf oh yes that man- that man wolf we can do is like a big dumb wolf wolf that's fine but uh i want werewolf by night to be a classic universal werewolf and they fucking nailed it Man, well, I don't know how good it looks in color. I imagine a lot of why it looks as good as it does is because it's black and white and it's lit well to and it's lit purposefully for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I imagine putting it in color would make it look fucking weird. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not gonna find out. No, nah. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Ruin the magic for myself. I'm stupid, but I'm not that stupid. <laughs> okay. Uh, my second stock is that Man Thing is in it. We do love a Man That's Thing. That's it. We do love a Man Thing. <laughs> oh, How do we feel about so giant sized Man Thing? Love it. Big fan of <laughs> Big Man Thing. Yep, he's really good. Love a Big Man Thing. Love a Definitely. love a well animated Man Thing. Hell yeah! A Man Thing that moves just right. Uh huh. You know it for sure. Yep. Yep. What's your second? I agree. Stock? Uh, my second stock is it's got fun action. Uh, mm-hmm. It gets to brush up against decent violence. Yes. Uh, a lot of that is like a stylistic thing because it's black and white. Can't really. Oh, it's blood. Mm-hmm. Like the suggestion of violence is strong, especially in like the last few um, Marvel things that we've talked about. And this one I feel like is hitting the sweet spot really well. Yeah. I agree. Um, Although, my first thank is... Yeah. I like that it's a one-off special. 
that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like like I said before, they could have made like a cool series out of it. Um, and now we have to like sit and wonder if any of these characters are going to show up in the MCU at some point. It's just like a one-off thing. I don't know. It's a it's a it's 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 a Marvel Studios thing, so it is in the MCU. But it also now we played the waiting game. Yeah, exactly. Like when 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 is this ever going to pay off? I don't know. That would have been a cool series, I think. Um, yeah, that's all. And I'm, I've just realized now that my second stank is pretty much the same thing. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, my first stank. It is very similar. The TV special runtime leaves me wanting just so much more. Yeah. I I could not agree more. Um, I like that it's a, a special thing. It makes it yeah. feel special. Fucking yes. go figure. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're leaving so much and we're moving along at such a pace that mm-hmm. like, we don't get a lot of time to do much. Yeah, we don't get a, a lot of, like like we said before, exposition, like uh, not a whole lot of character stuff. It's just... Uh, this is We're here a, for the setup. Event. Yeah. Here's a couple characters. They're doing a thing. Yeah. The thing is done. That's it. Roll credits. Yeah. It would be cool. We didn't talk about one of the best parts. Okay. The fanfare. Oh, yeah. The horror movie fanfare. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so fucking good. It, I, if I had forgotten to mention it at all, I would have been so disappointed. I myself, forgot about I that. Fucking but love yeah, that so I agree. <laughs> yes, it's very good. Um, my second stank is that it's too, it's too short. This could have been, okay. But my point about this is my point. (laughs) It's look, it's a really cromulent stank. My point, my point about this is, uh, Disney Marvel spend a lot of money on their movies. Okay. They spend way too much money on their movies. This could have been a lower budget movie they could have said hey like this is gonna be a budget and they could have stretched it out to a movie or a series i guess but like a a movie at least would have been you know i think we would have had time to tell a proper like story instead of something that happens within the context of a greater story yeah exactly um um it is also like a property that I think benefits from not having a shitload of money sunk into it. Like yeah. having things look a little bit jank is kind of mm-hmm. the appeal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, um, I think, I don't know how much they're going to spend on blade, but like, that's another thing is like, that doesn't need to have $300 million behind it. It's a blade mm-hmm. movie. You can make, you can do yep. uh, like all of these, like moon Knight didn't need a trillion dollars. Uh, like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I I would love to see what the breakdown of those budgets are and like how much goes into every facet of it specifically, just to see like what where are you getting your most value from in that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, I was watching the new Indiana Jones the other day. I watched it for the first time, and it, mm-hmm. it's just like there's so much CG that it just seems unnecessary. They spent three hundred million on that, and like on an Indiana Jones movie, bro. Like I don't understand. Like that's supposed to feel pulpy and kind of yes. lame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and you've got fucking cartoon Harrison Ford running on top of a train. It's like, uh, why? You don't need to do that. 
But to be fair, if we get Harrison Ford to run at all, let alone on a train, he might break in half. Well, sure. But also, I don't know, put him in a fucking wheelchair and, like, film him from the waist up and push him along there. I'd kind of love to see an Indiana Jones where he is actually in a wheelchair. He's going to, like, whip himself across chasms (laughs) with the wheelchair. (laughs) Hold on to the wheelchair. Yep. Yeah, that'd be great. Strap himself in. Absolutely. Um, my second stank. I do think that's a good one. I don't think it's good enough to take up two stanks for me. Like, uh, I think Jack, Elsa, and Man Thing are distinct and relatively memorable, despite the lack of time we get to yeah. hang with them. But the other hunters feel like a missed opportunity to do literally anything. Mm-hmm. We don't even get their names within the context of the movie. Right. We get some basic character traits that you can get just by like looking at them and it's mostly in design mm-hmm. um i don't know i feel like there was an opportunity to have something there and they just didn't do anything with that yeah i agree yeah they're just kind of there and they're just a, a way they're just a, a nuisance born to die life is a fuck <laughs> they're just they're just standing in the way of getting to the point where the thing is over <laughs> It's like <laughs> the minor speed bumps in this 40 minute uh, horror story. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's a bummer, but, uh, you know, overall, it's a fun time. It's a good 45 minutes, 50 minutes, whatever it is. Um, but now is the part of the show where we rank Werewolf by Night. It sure is. I now realize. I All right. Close letterbox. God damn it. Amazing. I've got it up. Our current list, and I'm going to read it once now, yes. and then we'll do the recap after we do the second movie. That sounds yeah? great. That- okay, cool. Our current listing, Captain America, the Winter Soldier at number one, Thor Ragnarok at number two, Avengers Endgame at number three, Iron Man 3, Guardians of the Galaxy, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Avengers Infinity War, Captain America Civil War, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Moon Knight, The Avengers, Black Panther, Hawkeye, Captain America the First Avenger, Loki Season 1, WandaVision, Eternals, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man Homecoming, What If, Iron (coughs) Man, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Spider-Man Far From Home, Spider-Man No Way Home, Black Widow, Thor Love and Thunder, Thor, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Age of Ultron, The Incredible Hulk, Thor The Dark World, and down the bottom at number, was it 32? 34. 34. 35. 35. 35. Yes. Iron Man 2, down the bottom. Where will forever live, probably. Honestly, yeah. I I don't know who's going to move that. It It ain't me. Nope. Now, I'm coming out swinging. Okay, here we go. I think Werewolf by Night. Yes. Should sit just above Civil War. Civil War? Goodness gracious. At number eight, you reckon? Yes. Good God. Wow. Um, better than Shang-Chi. You're saying it's better than Shang-Chi. That's in Civil War. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was uh, I was counting on some sort of resistance here because I didn't think it was actually going to go that high. I just really liked it a lot. <laughs> okay. 
I, I think I think a more realistic position for it uh, would be maybe below Moon Knight and above the Avengers. I'm fine with that. I, yeah. I, honestly, I I would be fine putting it uh, at number ten. Above, would that be uh, above, above Guardians? Guardians? Yeah, Guardians Volume Two below Shang Chi. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I'm fine with that. Okay. <laughs> What's well, Werewolf by Night lacks in like substance. It, it has so much style to make up. For yes, that. Yeah, uh, it does. It's not around for a long time, but it sure is a good time. I mean, which is a lot of the it's reason Multiverse about of me. Madness ended up where <laughs> Multiverse of Madness is number six, and that's a lot of yes. s- style. <laughs> that sure is a mess in a lot of places, but my God, is it fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fun and We're all cool about fun here. Good. We're, I feel like we, we split the difference between like quality and enjoyment. Right. We need to strike a balance, and Doctor Strange hits that balance really nicely. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So there you go. Number 10 for Werewolf by Night. I think it's a really good number 10. All right. Let's lock it in. Done. While, locked. While we do that. Um, I'm not reading the thing again until okay. the end. That's so all right. You, you all need to remember it. <laughs> all of you at home. can remember it. Just uh, recite the list that I said earlier to yourselves now. I'll wait. <laughs> now I'm switching. Uh, we're switching to... Uh, uh, Guardians Christmas holiday mode. special Activate. mode. <laughs> I have to look for the uh, poster for the background here. Um, I already packed my Santa hat for for my my Christmas trip, so I can't put it on. Oh, fair enough. Uh, listeners at home, pretend I'm wearing a Santa hat. Viewers at home, I'm sorry. All right, close your eyes and listen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so we're doing that, and you're not going to be able to see this, Josh. But sure not. Now I'm going to change my background lamps here. Oh, to- you've got fancy lights. That's what you were talking about. Yep. I'm going to change this to Christmas mode, uh, which is here. I hope you've just randomly got a Christmas tree that's been unlit in the background and it just <laughs> flashed to life. Fuck. Should have done that. God damn it. <laughs> I could just imagine you dragging the family Christmas tree in here for one night. I mean, it's like, right there. I could have, I what? guess. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Son of a bitch. Oh, uh, well, maybe next time. <laughs> maybe next year. Maybe next year for some other... Holiday special. When we get the the Thunderbolts Christmas special. When we talk about um, Beauty and the Beast 3, or is it 2? The Christmas one. Are you right? Oh, my God. He's (laughs) died just instantly. (laughs) I don't think I am all right. I'm alive, but I'm not sure I'm all right. Hey, it's not terrible. It has... Uh, Tim Curry in it, so okay, you're selling me on it. <laughs> He's the villain, so you've sold me on it. There it is. What about if I also tell you he's a uh, what's the what's the big like a you know like the big piano thing with like a grand piano? No, like with like the the flutes on it, an organ, like a big a giant oh, organ. A pipe organ. 
Yeah, a pipe he's organ. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's, a, he's a pipe organ, yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit, I know what movie I'm gunning for for number one of that list. <laughs> Imagine getting <laughs> all the way through the Disney movies and Beauty and the Beast 3 <laughs> is number one. I mean, look, if it's good, I'm not opposed. I'd be very surprised. <laughs> Uh, Look, I'm an impartial uh, judge and referee of this mm-hmm. stuff. Sure. Officially licensed. <laughs> my, my license is here in this envelope. <laughs> there it is. All right. You, now none let of us, you can prove that it isn't. Let us talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Uh, James Gunn called the holiday special one of my favorite stories ever with a story as crazy and fun as can be that he had bugged Kevin Feige endlessly about over the years. Gunn finished the script in April 2021 after initially writing the treatment years ago. It took Gunn a few hours to write the script and he noted featuring Kevin Bacon was a quick inclusion once he had figured out the story for the special. I imagine him just bugging Kevin Feige every time he saw him, and Kevin's just like, fuck, God, just do it. Holiday special? Leave me alone. Uh, that's my bit. Look, I'll tell you what. I'll come back to do Guardians 3 if you let me do that holiday special I've been talking about for the last 10 years. And if you don't let Fine. me do it, I'm going to go run the DC stuff immediately. Fuck's sake. God damn it. Do your holiday special. In the comics, Cosmo the Space Dog is male, but in the special uh, is female, voiced by Maria Bakalova. This harkens back to the actual Soviet space dog program where many of the canines were female, including Laika, the very first Earth-born creature in space, which Cosmo is based on. Yay, Laika. What a good dog. That's a good puppy. Um, For the flashback scenes, they used old-school... Well, okay, look. I have a issue with this bit of trivia but i'm sure you do i'm gonna read it right now um for the flashback scenes they used old school rotoscoping animation in the style of ralph bakshi films the james gunn watched growing up and to give the 1970s and 80s nostalgic christmas special feel they filmed actors luke klein michael rooker and sean gunn and then traced the footage frame by frame luke's features were altered to more closely resemble young peter rooker's fin was added and sean was reduced in size to his younger self Rotoscoping effects were done by Stupid Buddy Studios, which is a great name for a studio, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that they're saying it's old school rotoscoping because it's very obviously modern. It's a it's using modern techniques to do similar effects, but it's like yeah. um, not as it, it's a it's a modern reproduction <laughs> of an old school style. <laughs> It's too smooth is my issue. Rotoscoping yes. has like a like a has a look to it that's like very s- kind of sketchy, and like because it's going to say kind of jittery. Yeah, because they're drawing, uh, you know, it's it's a lot more fluid because you're tracing over uh, images of people, um, where this is very much like this is like watching an episode of Bluey. Sure, doesn't look that good, but yeah, sure. <laughs> what? Um, wait, Bluey doesn't look that good, or this doesn't look as good as Bluey? No, this doesn't look as good as Bluey. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to have to throw it out for a second. Uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's, 
it's not. I appreciate the sentiment, respect. yeah, and what they're going for. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it looks fine. I'm not sure if it was worth it. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, the band on Nowhere that eventually backs up Kevin Bacon is played by James Gunn's favorite band, Old 97s. Gunn wrote the lyrics to the opening song, I Don't Know What Christmas Is, But Christmas Time Is Here. Uh, here it is, Christmas Time is an existing Old 97 song re-recorded with Bacon for the end of the special. Um, Boy, does that song just go. Which, go. which, which one? Go. The last one? First, the first one. Oh, the first one. Yeah, I, I like it. It's a good song. It's fine. Until it's not. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, (laughs) While Kevin Bacon is at home, he is watching Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, in which Santa is kidnapped and taken to outer space, which is exactly what happens to himself a few minutes later. Um, Fun fact. call that foreshadowing. Fun fact. I I gave... At work, we did Secret Santa this year, Mm -hmm. and I gave the person I had for Secret Santa a copy of... Santa Claus Conquers the Martians on DVD. Wow. I don't think they appreciated it, but I thought it was funny. What? <laughs> I mean, shit, you're lucky you're getting anything. <laughs> exactly. Like, at least there's some thought put into that. Yeah. It's a hilariously bad movie that is fully available on YouTube, but... <laughs> you got a DVD of it. I got a DVD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good. <laughs> Okay, now we talk about the synopsis. How do you feel about uh, this special? It's I, I have a good time watching it. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Yeah, it is. Okay, well that's it. All right, fair enough. Uh, I like this. I like it a lot. I, I've watched it maybe like five times. Uh, really? Yeah, I like it. It's fun. It's a, it's one of those things you can just put on and just it's in the background and every now and then you yeah. put in on it and you go, oh, yeah, that's fun. I, I will say as I watched it, I had forgotten how funny it was mm-hmm. uh, and just how fucking unhinged uh, Drax and Mantis are. Mantis, Mantis especially. Mantis specifically, yeah. Some of the greatest <laughs> line reads in the world mm-hmm. in this movie. <laughs> she's, she's fucking amazing in this. Yeah. I don't know. The thing is, I don't know if that's like her acting. It mm-hmm. probably is. Right. Or if that's because she's French and just says words weird. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, on Nowhere, Craglin, do you know his last name? No, please enlighten me. Craglin Obfonteri tells the Guardians I of the Galaxy. You know that. <laughs> the story. <What> the f- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I, I'm sure in one it, of the other things. It definitely comes up at some point. I said it, but yeah, goddamn. Um,. The story of how he and Peter Quill tried to celebrate Earth's Christmas when Quill was still a kid. However, Yondu Udonta uh, got mad and told them to cut it out. Obfond Terry says that according to the multi-calendar, Christmas is coming, but Nebula says that they have too much on their plate after buying nowhere from the Collector and needing to rebuild it following Thanos' attack. Meanwhile, Quill gets approached by... God. Go on. Beza Mikatokolok, who is researching Christmas and wrote a song about it, but he ends up completely mischaracterizing it to Quill's annoyance. What was that name again? <laughs> <laughs> I need to Beza, run the back. Beza 
Mickey Chocolock. Yes. Visa Mickey Visa Chocolock. Mickey Chocolock. <laughs> Do you have to say that fast? Visa Mickey Chocolock. You're just making it so that it's not lasting as long as it has to. Just That's it. Get it out of the way. I know. I know that um, Pratt does say it in the thing. Does he? He does. Yeah. God, I think I would remember that. <laughs> um. Yeah, this is a um, good setup, and again, I I like the song. Josh doesn't seem to like it as much as I do. I I like it fine, but then it just keeps on going. <laughs> And I feel like there's a point where, like, they play that for laughs, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, look, can we go? Can we? <laughs> can we go? It's the beginning. It's the like, show yeah, on the road. I don't understand Christmas. Yeah, 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 yes. I do like Groot's dancing. He fucking loves it. Yeah. Well, Groot does love And he's also fucking dance. weird looking in this. He is, yeah. Uh, I mean, they carried it over to Wall Groot's three. fucking great. Yeah. No, but this is the first time he's looked like this, and it's <laughs> right. great. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a fun opening. I I don't know what it is. I don't know it. Wh- I feel it's like called a Chris- song, Aaron. No, I feel like Chris Pratt's just bored this entire special. He doesn't seem like he's interested at all. They've like dragged him out of bed, and they're like, "Look, stand in front of the camera and just say these words." And he's like, "Okay." Uh, I, I do agree. Uh, part of me, like during the opening, just assumed it was because he also thought the song went too long. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, I guess it kind of makes sense in terms of character. Because w- when we get to Guardians 3, eventually he's in a bit of a fucking slump at the start of that. He is. So, but, uh, like, I don't know. I feel like it goes but beyond. It, it, this doesn't that. come off as like Peter being depressed. This right. comes off as... Uh, Pratt being bored. Yes, exactly. He he's, seems bored and not sad. That's what, that's the... I don't know. Is he a big Christmas guy? Maybe that's it. He's Jesus-y as fuck. He's got to oh, be Oh, yeah. Fuck, guy. I forgot about that. He's got to be a Christmas guy. Well, I, I don't know what it is then. Yeah, it's really fuck weird. Him. Mantis tells Drax the Destroyer that she wants to do something for Quill for Christmas due to her secret that she is Ego's child and therefore Quill's sister. Thinking about giving him an unforgettable Christmas present, Drax suggests that Quill's hero, Kevin Bacon, would be a perfect option. So they take the Bowie and fly to Earth. Walking throughout Los Angeles, Mantis and Drax get mistaken for cosplayers and earn a lot of money from tourists who wanted to take pictures with them. Uh, Yep. That's what happens. Really, really moving along. Um, There's there's a couple of fun gags on the way Mm -hmm. here. There's the... uh, flying low over Hollywood and all the people see them and they're freaking the fuck out because, hey, the last time this happened, half of us fucking disappeared for five years. Yes. Um, and Mantis is like, Drax, did you put on the cloaking device? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. And then completely unsubtly presses the button. <laughs> She's like, I saw you push the button. <laughs> so, it's good. They're, they're, it's funny. They're both... Uh, I don't know. You usually have like the funny one and the straight man, mm-hmm. and in this, they're both the they're both the the comedic character. Yes, they play off each other really well, and I think uh, yeah. they're they're just really fun to watch uh, hanging out together. And yep. um, yeah, when when shit goes down a bit later, it's just fucking insane. <laughs> uh, 
uh, watching both. I, I'm just thinking of the fucking leaping through the corridor. Yes, that's that's every time that's I think the about this. Every time I think about Mantis in this, that's the first thing that comes to mind is jumping on the fucking railings. Oh my god! Uh, and, she, and the whole time she's like, ah, screeching. Yes. Yeah. Uh, looking for bacon, Mantis and Drax go to a club where they get wasted uh, before a bystander gives them a Star Tours booklet with Bacon's home address. They go to Bacon's house. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm hungry. I should go to Bacon's house. <laughs> I, want, I want to find Bacon. I'm looking for Bacon all the time. Uh, it's going to be go- the name of my fucking memoir, Looking yeah, for Bacon. Looking for Bacon. <laughs> They go to Bacon's house and try to take him as a present, but Bacon says that he can't even this synopsis is so dumb. It's so funny. <laughs> oh my god. They try to take They go to Bacon's house and try to take him as a present, but Bacon says that he cannot help them. Yep, uh, that's what he says. However, Mantis and Drax then break into his house, so a horrified Bacon calls the police and tries to run away. The police arrives, but Mantis and Drax incapacitate the officers before catching up to Bacon. Mantis uses her powers to put Bacon in a trance and convince him to go with them. <laughs> yeah, uh, the synopsis is really downplaying the amount that Mantis is using her powers to coerce people into... Yeah. Uh, you know, just giving them shit like the star <laughs> map to stars homes. She doesn't have um, any kind of filter or any kind of. Uh, she doesn't feel bad about <laughs> anything that she. No, no, she do. has she has no like social uh, obligation. I guess uh-huh. she's like, this is fine. Yeah, <laughs> um, I like the the map to stars homes has some fun faces on there, like John Cena mm-hmm. and uh, Margot Robbie's on there. Yeah, and a kid from Saved by the Bell. Am I remembering that right? I can't remember. I don't know. Because it's like genuine, I guess, I guess this is maybe a bit of a backhanded comment. It's like genuine movie stars and then kid from <laughs> Set by the Bell. <laughs> right. Yes, of course. Um, um, fucking Drax just like flipping a cop car <laughs> with the cops still inside. Uh, yes. Uh, very good. Uh, <laughs> Um, Mantis yeah, being Mantis, like you can't kill anyone Mantis running around and yeah like getting everyone to sleep and uh, also before that when they're chasing Kevin Bacon down the street and they're like leaping like just both of them jumping the- across hedges <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like it's the least good looking jump super jumping I've ever yes. seen and it's perfect right. yeah it is uh, and um God, before they break into the house and Drax wants Drax little, needs to little get man. his little man. Yeah. Um, you got a little yeah. man. How does this look like a man? <laughs> <laughs> fucking candy cane. I look like a man to you. Um, yeah, she asked, asked the cop in the car. In the overturned car. Yeah. This look like a man to you, does it? And uh, then she gives it to, to them. Yeah. Like, now we're even. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they fuck off. It's very, very good. Back on the Bowie, Mantis and Drax ask Bacon about his adventures that Quill was talking about. However, they realize that Bacon is not a hero, but just an actor. They both get disgusted. Disgusted is the correct word. <laughs> uh, disgusting actor. 
Uh, is an actual (laughs) (laughs) they both get disgusted believing that actors are horrible people and thinking that Quill's perception of Bacon was warped Mantis uses her powers to get Bacon to act as an actual hero so Quill would not be disappointed with the help of other inhabitants the Guardians decorate nowhere for a Christmas party which amazes Quill but he soon gets horrified when he finds out that his present is Bacon (laughs) kidnapped by Mantis and Drax Wish my present was bacon. Um, Sames. Yeah, the, the whole human trafficking for Christmas present. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> also very funny that when Mantis goes like, acts like a hero, mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon's first instinct is to put on a British accent and be a hero from like World War One. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh no, it's World War Two because he's storming the beaches of Normandy. Right. Yeah. It's a uh, bad British accent. Yeah, tr- trying to him trying to like find a a backstory and a voice. What's for a hero? Fake hero um, is very good, and yeah, every, every the whole actor thing is so funny. Um, watching how it's, disgusted it's so they over get. the top. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so fucking good, and like um, just immediately flip the switch on on both, and they're both angry and. Fucking yeah. grossed out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. It's good stuff. Um, did you hear that? I did. Just a giant explosion outside. I don't know what it was. Oh, okay. I thought it was like something falling over in your room or something. No, it's like literally like, I don't know, something over there. Well. Well. If this podcast ends here, <laughs> we don't know why. If I, if the feed just cuts out on my camera, you'll you'll know I'm dead from some. Oh God, Aaron's dead. Wait, no, I I, ne- I could never see you anyway. There you go. Um, Quill. Oh yes, and then yeah, Quill opens the the gift, and uh, and Kevin Bacon walks out, and he's like super happy, and <laughs> and Quill is like, what the fuck. Um, yeah, immediately clocking that uh, Mantis has used her powers on him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Quill immediately tells Mantis, Mantis to get Bacon out of the trance and promises uh, to get him back home, although he still freaks out. Uh, Obfin Terry then d- brings Bacon to the Bowie to transport him to Earth and explains that Mantis and the others simply wanted to do something nice for their friend on Christmas. It was always fascinated by Bacon. Bacon then decides to stay on Nowhere for a while and performs a song with... <sighs> uh-huh. Beezer Mick... Mickey Tucker Lock and the Nowhere Men at the Christmas party during which the Guardians exchange, exchange presents. Um, <laughs> yeah, so back to the Quill figuring out thing. Um, <laughs> Groot... Says something like he like he wasn't involved or something. I knew this like, was a bad idea. <laughs> something like that, yeah. And like <coughs> was like you willed him out. And he's just like <laughs> <laughs> he's just like <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's so good. I like when uh, when Kevin Bacon runs off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quill's just like, can we? We go get him. Nebulous, just like you can't outrun me, Bacon, and like cocks her gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Quill asks Mantis why would she go to such lengths to make him happy, and she tells him about Obvontary's story, how Udonta ruined Christmas for him. Quill then tells Mantis the rest of the story. After calling off the party, Udonta found a toy troll Quill wanted to give him as a present, so Udonta gave him a present as well, his quad blasters. Mantis tells Quill that she wanted to do something special for Quill and admits that she is actually his sister. Surprised, Quill tells Mantis that it is the best present he could think of, and the two embrace, wishing each other Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, it's a, I, this is like the, I guess, the only real like emotional point of this whole thing, because it's a kind of goofy Absolutely. Christmas special, and then, yeah, oh, there's like also a little bit of heart there. Oh, you, you, you get the, the exchanging <clears throat> of gifts, which is very oh, yeah. cute. That's good too. Uh, Nebula handing song. Rocket's uh, Bucky's arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which like with how <laughs> how did that? Uh, look, it? look, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, I my my personal favorite bit, and I did message you about this while I was watching. Yeah, was uh, the little dioramas the group makes mm-hmm. of the story that happened throughout the holiday special. Yeah, I desperately need someone to make me the tracks flipping a cop car one. Yeah. Cause the little cops and their stupid faces in that <laughs> would bring me just endless joy. Yeah. Uh, they're all pretty good. And then, but, and like Craglins is just weird. It's like him holding a present, holding a present. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's one of those things. Sure. I don't know yeah. if that has a name. <laughs> Groot couldn't think of it. Like think of a thing that happened to Craglin. So he's just like, Yes, it's... But the thing is, like, they're not all holding stuff that happened to them either. They're mostly just holding stuff that's got either Mantis or Drax in it. Sure. I don't know. I'm just saying. Craglin's the only one who gets, like, the Craglin thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Drax gets the car flippy one. Yeah, with him in it. Yeah, but it's not Drax holding a present of Drax. no. No, no, no. But, like, they're all holding <laughs> things that happened in the movie. They're not holding... Right. St- yeah, they don't... I think the only characters that actually are in the little dioramas are Drax and Mantis and also random cops. <laughs> right. Uh, afterwards, Rocket... And Kevin Bacon? Possibly. After- afterwards, Ro- Rocket Raccoon and Cosmo decorate Groot like a Christmas tree. However, Groot gets tired and lowers his arms, dropping all decorations... Cosmo says the group ruined Christmas again, and Rocket remarks that now they need another special. <coughs> so I didn't realize it until he said uh, her name, uh, but uh, Cosmo is Borat's daughter in that Borat sequel? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Cool. And she's also in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yes. That's. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yep. yep. Good movie. Everyone should watch it. Very good movie. Everyone should watch Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, there we go. That is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I yep. like it. It's a fun time. It is certainly a fun time. Let us I now- enjoyed watching it and also reminiscing about watching it. <laughs> sure. Um, now let us talk about our Starks and our Stanks, what we liked and didn't like about the Guardians holiday special. Uh, it's your time to start. It's my time to shine. Your time to shine. Uh, my first stock in a purely comedic story. Drax and Mantis are great fun to watch, and they're doing like the most fish out of water act I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, they're just unhinged and fucking hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's pretty much mine, yeah. The Drax-Mantis team-up was a great idea. They play off each other so well, and it's good to finally see Mantis be a fucking psycho. Um, yeah, no, it's just like Drax about. smashing through walls and shit. Yeah. And fucking Mantis leaping down the corridor, screeching and swinging a fucking candy cane. That's, <laughs> that's what I think about when I think of Christmas. Same, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, that whole team up idea was very good, and it's a fun time. What's your second stock? Uh, my second stock is Kevin Bacon seems to be having a genuinely great time, and I'm happy for him. That's pretty much mine too. <laughs> I, I, but mine is um, Kevin Bacon being unafraid to make fun of himself, which is always fun when I when yeah. an actor is like willing to just yeah make fun of their own. Uh, Films, their whole deal, like their whole career. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's very good. Yep. Uh, what is your first stank? My God, does that opening song go on? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I know we're not telling like a big story here. I feel like we have slightly more of an actual plot than Werewolf by Night, but like we probably could have used some more time for something else. Sure. I like the songs. I'm not I'm not gonna agree with you. Again, I do to a point, but then it just keeps going. It does. Um my first think, why does Chris Pratt seem so bored? He just seems like he'd rather be doing anything else and it goes beyond his character just being sad. He's just I don't know. He's just I don't know. He's just kind of there. Like He's that. there because he needs to be for the plot. But he doesn't want to be. And this and this was shot during shooting for Volume Three. Uh-huh. Um. So I, 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 yeah, I don't know. He just seems like he doesn't. He'd rather be. Maybe he was just like, "Can we get back to the the movie that's yeah. about my character?" Kind of. That's what I mean. Instead of the instead of the thing that isn't a movie and is like incidentally about my character. There's but no not waste really of time, guys. Yeah, it's not about. Peter Quill, so I don't care. That's what it feels like. Uh, what's your first stank? That uh, my second stank is. Uh, oh right, yes. It's the yes. Guardians of the Galaxy thing, but eighty percent of the team are relegated to the first and last five minutes. Yeah, that's pretty much mine too. It's like it's just, while it's fun to see Drax and Mantis uh, team up and and have time with them. Everyone else is just incidental uh even though this is supposed supposed to be about quill celebrating christmas or whatever like everyone's trying to cheer him up and it's, but it's just mm-hmm. mostly about drax and mantis and kidnapping kevin bacon and while that is fun yeah. um it would have been good to see more of the team as well i also do want to bring this up because uh, it would feel weird not to as much <clears throat> as i do like drax as like the comedy, ha ha funny men. Um, we've complained before about him sort of being relegated to comedic relief and losing his character. And this feels yeah. like the end point of that before guardians three sort of reels it back in a little bit. Yes. Just a, just a thing I thought should be. Noted. I agree. Yeah, for sure. He's fun to watch. It's he a is. shame about his character. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, all right. So I'm going to add, Werewolf by Night here. Mm-hmm. At number 10. Uh, except I can't. 
This won't let me drag with my with my tablet thing. So so it's fine. It's fine. Me, my master list the continues. Um. So now let us. Where would you rank? Like to put the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Yeah. It's a tricky one because I do like I'm glad it, I got but... to do the other one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got ripped off. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> I do like it a lot, but also it's it's so incidental in the overall MCU and also, well, so is Werewolf by Night, but like this is- Werewolf's some- got a bit more like stylistic quality to exactly. it. Exactly. Makes it more noteworthy. This is just a Guardians of the Galaxy side story. Um, now, I don't know if you have, like, any thoughts on where you want to put it, but it, if I could float just a, just an idea to ruminate in your head. Okay. I don't even think that Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special is the best Christmas thing in the MCU. It's the most correct. It's the most Christmas thing. It's the most Christmas. The Christmas thing. No, it's not. Um, because Iron Man 3 exists. And also Hawkeye. Uh, and Hawkeye, yeah. Um, okay, well, I mean, on that, on that note, then, um, uh, yeah, this is tricky. Um, I would put it. Uh, God damn. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a tough one. I would put it uh, above. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, I think that's a perfectly fair place to put it. It's it's a fun watch. Yeah, like I like I said, I've seen it like five times. I like it a lot. It's a fun time, but it's like also in the when you're putting it's so it, inconsequential. Yeah, and you're putting it in a list with you know thirty-seven other. 36 other things um, yep. that are mostly movies or series. Things um, that have a bit more room to stretch their legs and do stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, you know, I mean, so yeah, it just, it just came down to like, would I, would I rather watch this or or this? And then I, I mean, I would prefer to watch this than Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, so that's where I would put it. I don't know if I would agree with that necessarily, but I feel like this has a stronger like character than Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Um, and also, I would spend less time watching it. <laughs> exactly. Like it's a it's a quick one and done, which you know isn't necessarily to its advantage for the most part. But I don't mm. have to sit here and watch a full like close to two hour movie. Exactly. To get the laughs. And Ram Man and the Wasp has laughs, sure. But you also got to sit through the rest of that movie, which is fine. <laughs> but uh, doesn't have as much personality or as much, like, the laughs aren't as good. It's the definition of fine. Um, yep. Yeah. It and Captain Marvel are pretty good. They're so, pretty <laughs> uh, seeing as I can't move things in my list, what is Ant-Man right. and the Wasp at currently in, in the list? Uh, so... With Iron Man 2 at number 37 now? Yeah. Is that correct? Yep. This would put 
uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special at 31. All right. Sounds good to me. Yep, that seems correct. So, uh, Werewolf by Night, number 10. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, number 31. There you go. Good stuff. Quite quite the gap between those. Proving once and for all definitively that Halloween is better than Christmas. (laughs) That was the real. Good night, everybody. That's the real. uh, It's the war on Christmas. Get ready. Yep, that was the, the twist we've been waiting to, to reveal here at the end of the this episode is that this was actually about Halloween versus Christmas. And as we have now discovered, Halloween is indeed better than Christmas. So Yep. Scientifically. There's proven. no there's no more uh, arguing about it. There's no reason to. Um oops. No, I just not at all. The, we we should have a second Halloween. We should. We should just have two Halloweens a year and get rid of yep. Christmas. One on October 31st and one on December 25th. Yep, that's it. December 25th is Satan's Day. Yep. Satan Claus coming to give you presents. Exactly. Good old- Claus is also spelled differently. Saint. Not the way you might think. Mm -hmm. And there we are. Thank you so much for listening or watching. And uh, I don't know when we're going to make another another episode. <laughs> It'll be in the future oh, at some point. The, um, the the trend of like planning to do a thing, and then one of us or both of us getting sick happened, mm-hmm. and it just yeah, boy, does that throw things out. But hey, it does yeah, New Year, new us. <clears throat> maybe we'll be more consistent. I promise. Maybe let's see. Uh, I. I would like to get one more episode done by the before the end of the year, maybe, but it's probably not going to happen. But we'll see how we. Yeah, go. look, we'll see. I'd like to. I know what you have planned for that. I'd like yep. to do that. I also want to do that. So uh, we'll see how we go. But we'll keep it a secret for now, and uh, we'll see you next time on Stark or Stank. Goodbye. Bye bye. Are you Tony Stank? I am Iron Man. Stank, Stank, Stank. Genius billionaire playboy from the You Stank, you Stank. I am Iron Man.